Have you been wanting to create an online music course, but have either so many ideas or can't wrap your head around the idea of teaching without live interaction? Then you're in the right place. This is episode 243 of the Music Teachers Expand Online podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, your resident technology and music course strategist here with a super actionable episode for you. My goal with the podcast is for you to come away ready to do something toward furthering your online studio goals. Today, that thing is envisioning your studio once you have successfully launched the course. Today's episode is sponsored by the Online Music Course Accelerator. This is the only online program that combines marketing and tech, mindset and how-to, strategy, templates, swipe files, and on-demand back-end tech support by yours truly, and it is designed specifically for online music courses. Check out the link in the show notes for all the details and to apply now. Okay, so envisioning your studio once you have successfully launched the course, what does that mean anyway? Well, that means we want to create our course in a way that it fits in with the greater goals of your studio. I don't see it that you're going to create your course and suddenly stop doing everything else. You may end up stopping your live lessons down the road, but I believe that launching the course is inside of the studio umbrella, so to speak. And so we want to look at what is success going to look like for you? And if you have other teachers in your studio, what is the success of this course going to look like for them as well? It could mean that you have some financial freedom. It means that you can give your employees raises. It means that you can take vacation. It means that you don't have to open up more hours for teaching. This is the time to be really selfish. Why are you creating this course? How is this course going to benefit you, the music teacher, the originator of this idea? How is this going to benefit you? then extrapolate that out into how is this going to benefit the other people who are currently in your studio? This could be your studio families. This could be your students. This could be employees. This, frankly, is also going to probably include your family and loved ones because your course is going to have an impact on them. Don't take the time right now to envision what it's going to look like as you're creating the course. Because that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for longevity. We're looking to envision ourselves six months, one year, five years down the road, and how this course changes the way that your studio runs, changes the way that your studio makes an impact, and of course, changes the way that your studio brings in money so that you're really looking at the growth of your studio through this one product. That doesn't mean that you're going to create only one course and then that's it and whatever else. But let's think about the successful course that you're thinking about right now. How does that fit in to the bigger goals and aspirations that you have for your studio? And what does it look like when you get there in, again, six months, one year, five years, 10 years down the road? What does your studio look like at that point? Okay, 
I love exercises like this because you can let your mind wander. You can write down things. Maybe you want to do a quarterly retreat as part of your studio. Put it on this vision board. Put it into this place that once my course is launched, my studio is going to be bringing in students from all over and I'm going to be able to do these retreats or maybe it's a symposium. There is no limit to your imagination and to your aspirations. Write them down. Envision yourself having the success that you didn't even think was possible before you hit play today. Just go big. Okay, once you've done that, let's reel things back in a little bit and think about the course itself. There are generally two camps of music teachers that come to us when we open up enrollment for the online music course accelerator. The first camp is music teachers who have a million and one ideas, and so many of them are viable. If that's you and you have so many ideas running through your head, then I'm going to give you a lens to look through, okay? We want to narrow down that idea bank. We want to narrow down the idea bank by determining who is this course going to be for. You can create your course for any age student. Your students can be super young, probably three or four years old, all the way up through retirees and anywhere in between. But you're not going to create the same course for a three-year-old and a 60-year-old. You're not going to create the same course even for a 35-year-old and a 50-year-old. They might be different courses. So that is our first way that we're going to focus down is understanding who is it that you really want to be making this course for? Who is the type of student that you want to be taking your course? And then we want to think about viability, profitability, saturation in the market, your experiences and talents and know-how. And of course, we cannot forget the ability for them to actually purchase and do the course. You don't want to be creating a course that is so obscure or so highly priced that nobody can afford it or need it. So we want to be taking that idea bank that you've got running through your head, get them all down on paper, and then start putting them through different lenses. And suddenly you're going to be able to narrow down that million plus idea bank into four or five potentially great courses, which I think is going to be a lot easier for you to wrap your head around and just to kind of sit with and say, huh, what would this course feel like? And then you can go back to that first exercise and envision your studio with each of those few different courses and see how they change that vision that you have for your studio. Now, if on the other hand, you don't have a million ideas running through your head, but you have this constant running loop of the fear of being disconnected with your students because you aren't working with them and they aren't learning from you in real time, I want to assure you that there are no rules with online courses. You can have live interaction with your students, but in order for that to take place With the context of a course, the teaching is done through the asynchronous course model. 
you can listen to them. They can submit assignments to you. They can get your feedback. You can have jam sessions or you can have office hours or Q&A calls or even private coaching with your students. There's nothing to say that when you create an online course that you're not allowed to have a relationship with the students. You are welcome to do whatever you want. And I will tell you, the more a student learns from you and connects with you, the more likely they are going to stick with you, even if the teaching itself is done asynchronously, which is a little bit of a long-winded way of saying that you can have lots of courses that students are going to continue to take if they feel a connection with you. Now, before I wrap up today's episode, I want to share one more thing that comes up often as I go through some of these envisioning exercises where you're thinking, okay, what is my studio going to look like? What is my course idea? How are my students going to feel a connection with me if they're not live in real time with me. I'm talking about self-sabotage. It is so easy to get in your own way. And before we get to the end of this episode, let me just tell you, self-sabotage is completely normal. We are so aspirational and we have so many ideas. We are so creative that sometimes it's really easy to say, oh, I can't do everything. Therefore, I'm not going to do this. That's self-sabotage. But if you have listened to some of the recent episodes, I've been talking about moving forward, about taking action, taking deliberate action. You don't have to do everything in order to still do something. I've given you three prompts today. If you take time today, tomorrow, and the day after and go through just one of those prompts, and then each day that you do a prompt, come up with another question that you want to solve and put that two days out. And you'll always have something small and tangible to work on. This is the best way to avoid self-sabotage. You aren't going to have time to sabotage your big goal if you're biting off small pieces every single day. Okay? That is what I have for you today on episode 243 of the Music Teachers Expand Online Podcast. As always, I love connecting with podcast listeners. Go to callwithjamie.com or send me a message over on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Slutsky. And let me know where you're at with your course and what questions you might have. Take care and I will have another episode for you in the feed next week.